0: You are a part of the Lucky 10,000 with your hosts, Evan and Emily. Season 2, Astrophysics. Hey guys. Hi. This is Evan. I'm Emily. And we're the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than thinking you know what something is and then finding out it's completely different than what you thought it was or realizing you didn't know anything about something and then you learned a ton
1: Or luckier than when your friend just rambles along for a long time and you have to listen to it.
0: Um, I was born in 1977 at St. Francis Women's You're Hospital so in Greenville, old. South Dakota. I know, I'm 41. Click,
1: <laughs> click, 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 click,
0: click. Click, 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 yeah. I'm not going to listen to you, old fogey. Uh, and we would like to thank Podbean and Stitcher for hosting us. Also, the Tangent Bound Network for adding us to the list of shows. We would love, love, love to hear from you. If you want to email us, it's Lucky10,000 at Gmail. Our Twitter, lucky
1: Underscore. Underscore. Ten K. I listen.
0: Thank you. Our Facebook group page, Lucky Ten Thousand, and if you give us a five star review on Stitcher or iTunes, or we'll
1: read it on the air. Woo!
0: So that's that. And what I was trying to get to at the uh, beginning of the show, but wasn't doing a very good job of explaining myself, is that we had decided to do cosmic rays this week. We did. And then at the last second we added on cosmic strings because we just went those might be the same thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what a cosmic string was.
0: And with everything we've talked about up to this point. Black holes, time travel, wormholes. I had sort of a basic, yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. I knew nothing about either of these things before I start doing my research.
1: Yeah, I like have A good amount on Cosmic Rays. Yeah. But in all honesty, Evan, I think Cosmic Strings is going to have to be your deal.
0: Uh, I've got a decent amount of information on both, but way more about Cosmic Rays.
1: Okay, good. Well, maybe we'll just be like, this is Cosmic String. Moving on.
0: Because, well... cosmic strings actually starts to connect and when we get there I'll go into more detail about it as much as I can because I'm an idiot uh Normally. connects to uh in a way string theory bum, which we kind bum, of already bum. talked about bum, bum, bum. Uh, so yeah, yeah I didn't have as much information but cosmic rays I got a decent amount on and yeah. can make a really cool uh pop culture connection then... with cosmic rays When we get there. So Emily, what's a cosmic ray?
1: Okay, definition. It is a highly energetic, energetic Mm -hmm. atomic nucleus Mm -hmm. or other particle traveling through space from anywhere beyond Earth's atmosphere. Yes. At a speed approaching that of light. What?
0: (laughs) Where do you think they come from?
1: Um, God. Yes. No.
0: Um, They're God's farts.
1: A lot of the research that I found was like, yeah, they happen when a star supernova explodes, yes. and they come to us, but we can't quite prove it. But that's where we think they come from. When
0: your supernova goes pop, bam, 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 is, that
1: bam, that a, bam is that another pop culture reference? Uh,
0: probably not one many people are gonna get. It's kind of a new metal band called Powerman 5000. I'm
1: with you, everyone whose heads that went over. There.
0: The singer's Rob Zombie's brother.
1: <laughs> the lesser zombie. <laughs> yes. Actually
0: he is the lesser zombie.
1: Aren't we all just <laughs> someone's true. lesser zombie? It's true. Uh no, I um no, it definitely was gonna say something important. Sorry. And something happened, Evan went on a tangent. Bam bam, oh. bam, bam, BAM BAM. See, I was gonna go on a tangent, but you prevented me from going on No, I had a I had a um a very good friend of mine directed a play. Okay. No, it was a it was a it was a movie. Um Ooh, what and movie and it was it was uh a a a low budget movie that I was that. in and it was magical. Um were you in it? I was in it. I you've never seen it. Um it's called Smiles the Devil Shout out! I want to um, see this. It was great. Um, but he his direction was amazing. He would be like, "Okay, I want you to go big. I want you to go mega. I want you to go supernova." And it was oh, like, yeah. "So su- I think he said supernova. Maybe just mega."
0: I mean, supernovas are big.
1: Supernova, like super mega. Yeah, and I was just like, the whole time I was doing research on cosmic rays, I just kept thinking, like, oh, supernova, super mega. <laughs> like, I loved it. I was so excited. Could
0: we provide some sort of link to this movie in the episode I don't know that
1: it's on the interwebs. Was it
0: like a college thing?
1: No, it was um no, it was uh after college. It was probably several years ago. Yeah, my friend Brandon was It's called
0: Smiles
1: Smiles the Devil. Smiles the Devil. I don't know. Wait, I found a YouTube link.
0: Yes, we will put da, it.
1: Da, da. No, we're not. But um yes we are. Okay, maybe we are. <laughs> but it yeah, it was great. Um but yeah, I just I thought about that the whole time I was doing this. But yeah, it um So the term ray, this cosmic ray thing, is like a misnomer. Yes. It is a historical accident. They thought that they were electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. And little like rays that came out of something. But they are not. They're just little nucleus. It was a historical
0: accident. Yeah,
1: isn't that... I thought that was so funny in the research. Like, it's a historical accident.
0: Different than a hysterical accident, which Uh would be laughing so hard you poop yourself. That's a hysterical... That's a a hysterical (laughs) accident. Like,
1: like you were in hysterics and caused an accident, (laughs) and it also is hysterical to other people watching your accident. It's hysterical on both fronts. So
0: the historical accident of cosmic rays is like the hysterical poop of a supernova...
1: Supernova!
0: Does the name... Does Are the name Victor d- Hess mean anything to you?
1: I love Victor Hess. Tell me what he did.
0: He discovered cosmic rays. Ba,
1: ba, ba. Ba, ba, ba. In 1912,
0: uh, they... Th- I love this. There was a theory at the time, apparently, that uh, there was this cosmic radiation surrounding us, but it came from the Earth's crust. Oh! So they didn't... They weren't aware... Ah,
1: Evan dropped his notebook, and he's, like, ferociously trying to talk to you all, but still, like, get his notebook.
0: So so he decided to test that theory. I love that. In the simplest way possible.
1: Benjamin Franklin kind of stuff.
0: Kind of. Let's just figure it out. If you look at Benjamin Franklin's kite as this actual man in a hot air balloon, then, yeah, kind of.
1: It's amazing.
0: Because he got into a balloon during an eclipse and noticed... That the radiation actually increased when he went up in altitude.
1: This is amazing. I didn't even have that it was during an eclipse. That's fantastic. Yeah. So he was just like, there will be no sun. Yeah. We're just going to go up in this bullet. Yeah. I love this. And
0: so when they really started going forward with trying to figure out, okay, well, it gets higher, more intense the higher altitude we go. It must be, is it, is it even a part of Earth? And then- right. They kept researching it and kept trying to figure out where these rays come from and realized, no, they're coming to the Earth from somewhere else. Yeah. Which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And they have the... They're, so they're charged particles. Yes. The the particles are charged either positively by um, with the protons or negatively with electrons. Yes. And so that means that as those little neutrons you know if if a star you know if it's true mm-hmm. which i think we'll probably talk about later if this mm-hmm. is how we can prove if it happens or not but if it's true that these happen when a supernova explodes
0: bam uh, bam 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 bam
1: and this is a, called a recurring theme <laughs> Evan singing the song um but the uh the supernova explodes
0: bam bam
1: and then the mm-hmm. particles go away, so the the particles diffuse. They're so they're positively or negatively charged. Yes, yeah. they that means that they can be deflected by electromagnetic fields. Absolutely. So they can bounce off. So if they explode from a star and they go, Phew! they can just ricochet. And they go what? Phew! <laughs> they just ricochet all over the universe at the speed of light, and then they come to the Earth. And if we you know, catch one like a Pokemon mm-hmm. if we like, you know, on our little add a like nucleus detectors, um, is that's because that's their technical name. If we catch one, we can't say, like, oh, this must be from it's 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 been ricocheting right all over the universe. Yeah, there's how no can, way like, to tell. Can, you can't just like follow the breadcrumbs no. back to the, the supernova. Also,
0: from. sidebar, if yes. you are making a science fiction movie out there and you would like to borrow the sound Emily made to pew! be your sound of, say, spaceships flying through space. Yeah, Evan, or,
1: just be quiet. Let me give him a clear sample, okay? You're okay? Right.
0: Oh my God, Captain, we're about to hit that shooting star. Pew, pew! There we if you go. want to use that, just contact me and we'll allow you to license it. You'll, who knows? One day you might be your own Wilhelm Scream.
1: Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> I listened to a podcast just recently about that and you saw me go through the Rolodex of like reference, reference, reference. <laughs> got it. Hey,
0: you got that one though? <laughs> ah! that
1: it? And <laughs> it's, ama- it's amazing
0: scream. how many movies no! today still use it. No! Anytime you see a big explosion with a lot of people in it, just listen very carefully and you can hear the one guy in the back going, Oh!
1: Ah! That's
0: it, and it was. Uh, I didn't know actually until recently that the reason it's called a Wilhelm scream is because of the dude that actually made that sound. That
1: actually made it, yeah. I can't remember if that was the character that made it or if I think that it was, was the, the actor. Actor. I think it might have been the actor too. But he
0: he was on some old western and he got yeah. an arrow in the leg or something.
1: And they had that scream, and that oh! scream, yeah, that scream is in everything.
0: Everything. Anyway, um, but th- yeah, that was interesting to me that uh. We we look at these things and we go okay, so we know they're there, but how do we know where they come from? Because yeah. the it, I saw someone use an example of you know like basically throwing a tennis ball into a room. Oh. If you don't see where that tennis ball comes from first, and then it bounces off a wall, say behind you and hits right. you in the back of the head, you're going to turn around and go. Well, that must have come from over there, right?
1: Like that little bouncy ball just hit me. What? Uh, you know, yeah, where did it come from? Yeah. So
0: the the big problem is how do we figure out how how are we able to trace where they come from because right. they get caught in this magnetic field, mm-hmm. they're being bounced around, trapped in it, which is just increasing their energy every time. Right. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about how they how they do that.
0: Well, that actually then we could get into the guy I accidentally. Uh, yeah, yeah, name yeah, dropped Let's earlier talk about, because he was the one. Enrico
1: Fermi. Yeah, in
0: 1949, uh he worked out what he called was magnetized clouds. Yeah. And so it's like the cloud of the supernova, bam, bam, starts to expand and all mm-hmm. these particles are being jostled around inside it, but right. they can't escape it.
1: Yeah, there's like something that's like a re- they call it like a remnant. Yeah. Yeah, so there're these the supernova goes explode. Bam, bam. Exactly, and the the remnants of the explosions, which are basically expanding clouds of gas and yes. magnetic field, yes. just like last for so it's like the echoes of the explosion, and they just right. last for thousands of years. Yeah. they're just like shoo, hanging out. I mm-hmm. love it. That's also a sound you can license. <laughs> um, no, you can't. That's mine. oh, let no me put
0: these galoshes that. on. Shh.
1: Um, but yeah, you're talking so like in that little like remnant cloud Mm -hmm. is where these particles are mashing around,
0: and they can't get out at least at first, right? But every time they get bounced around, it's like a handball game. You keep that ball going; it's gonna keep getting faster Faster and faster and faster until they almost reach the speed of light, which gives them enough momentum to
1: to get out of the remnant cloud. Yes. Every time I also read *Remnant*, I thought of *Revenant*.
0: Have you seen that movie?
1: I haven't. It's pretty rough. My partner read the book, Uh, and that was good.
0: Based on true story. I didn't know that. Is it? Yeah. Man. It's it's pretty intense. And so you could say that Leonardo DiCaprio gets jostled around, like, by that bear.
1: And then until he explodes out. Until he's
0: able to stab it to death, and it falls on top of him.
1: That's horrible. And he
0: gets out of it and then eats a deer's liver. I can't. Anyway. Moving
1: on. (laughs) But I just, like, a sidebar about Mm -hmm. these cosmic rays. Mm -hmm. All of the natural elements in the periodic table Mm -hmm. are present in cosmic rays.
0: That was the thing. So- I think I started my research a little bit backwards because Ooh. initially my first page, I actually had to renumber them so I could talk about how they were discovered first. But the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, why do they even matter? What are these things? What what is it? Yeah. And then and then just what you said, we have so many questions about the nature of the universe. Yeah. If we can actually grab something with every single element in it and and figure out where it comes from, yeah. There are questions we can answer like are there elements we haven't discovered yet right this is one that I saw <gasps> is there possibly another galaxy out there that is an antimatter galaxy
1: oh, right that's awesome
0: and so being able to find these things investigate them and then see they came from this thing over here yeah would tell us so much about the nature of the universe and how it's assembled
1: yeah I was reading something about like um that they were like clock cosmic rays. Okay. That there, it's, it's kind of like carbon dating. You know how you like dig something yes. up like as an archaeologist and you're like, oh, look at this bone. Let me carbon yeah. date it. And you can <laughs> carbon date it because you know that carbon breaks down. Yes. Like the, the uh, I guess breaks down is the best word for it. No, yeah, no. That's exactly what it is. It has turned yeah. to mush. But at this yeah, molecular co- level. Like it, um, no, there's like a science word for- Yeah, the,
0: the breakdown is fine.
1: But yeah, it, you know, decays. Yeah. yeah. There it is. It decays.
0: Decomposes.
1: Uh, no, it's actually called decay. It's like, you know. Decay. Everyone send me an email. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But the, yeah, carbon breaks down at a certain rate. And so we can say, oh, there's this yes. much carbon left in it. So we know how old it is. That's kind of what people either have done or are trying to do with cosmic rays that they get. That they know, okay, well, we know that these particles, mm-hmm. that these, um, you know, uh. Elements from the periodic table mm-hmm. break down at, at this rate. Oh, cool! I didn't so know this. So, if there's this much of this left in it, then this is how old. Oh, this very cool! Is. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, I I think that's still because I didn't even like write that down in like my notes. I just yeah. like, passed by it and I was like, oh, that's maybe something they can do. But um, I didn't it makes sense on it.
0: It makes but, yeah. a lot of sense. And then if you can determine how old it is, then maybe that can help you determine how what area of the galaxy it yeah. came from. Because obviously the older the particle, the farther it came. Right. But then so the farther it came, now that we know kind of where we think the origin of the universe is and everything's yeah. expanding out of that, mm-hmm. you can kind of place it. Yeah. Not this ex- is not exact, I'm sure.
1: It sure is.
0: <laughs> you can't like just take like a big map of the universe and That's go, It what was in longitude three and latitude twenty four. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you can say yeah, they said that um there are elements that are lighter than iron, obviously, which mm-hmm. are produced in stars, and heavier elements that are produced in more violent conditions, like a supernova at the end of a massive star's life. So there's, like, all of these... It runs the gamut of, like, yeah. you can have these, like, hydrogen, helium, really nice light things, and then these other ones at the other end of the hi- uh, the periodic table that I don't know that are just, like, heavy <laughs> as boo. <laughs> yeah, um, heavy as and boo. I think it's all the natural ones, not, like, the ones, like, Einsteinium that we created, like, by shoving would, them together.
0: Dude, if we could find, like... Einsteinium out there? The no, one I little think... particle with a big mustache. No, and...
1: Einsteinium is an actual element in the periodic table. Yeah, but... No. Yeah. I'm done with you. Um, um,
0: but so that actually leads us to, and this is how maybe I can connect some of this to pop culture. Tell me culture. Everything. Um, Well, the, the Fermi guy. They, uh, there's a telescope called... Uh, well, first of all, one of the interesting things I did find out is these particles are the fastest matter in the universe. Isn't
1: that awesome?
0: It's very cool.
1: This Almost the speed of light.
0: Yeah, which nothing, we don't have anything that's that
1: fast. It, but, like, I'm literally, like, in my brain right yeah. now, I'm, like, like, I have a map of, like, I'm looking above, looking down at, like, a bunch of little stars scattered around, and I'm, like, following this little, like, blue line. Yeah of like where this like where it's bouncing around and I can't make it go fast enough no. in my brain no. for it to be the speed of light. I'm just like, "Oh no, you just like blink and there it is." I
0: think the only way we can physically wrap our minds around it and this will be a connection to pop culture I didn't even realize I was going to be able to make, Please tell but me. it's it's very uh, salient. It's a very salient point to what we're talking about. Um is a little thing called the uh, Big rigs over the road racing. Um and I think we can uh we can really extract a lot of valuable information from that gem of a video game.
1: Oh, this is a video game?
0: Yes. There was a video game made in the mid-90s. It's become notorious as one of the worst video games of all time. And the idea of it was two semis just race. Just race around a track without the tractor trailer on the back. It's okay. big, big, over-the-road racing. But the people that published the game
1: didn't just didn't
0: finish it. So when you play the game, and then they charged full price for this piece of shit. This is
1: amazing. When
0: you play the game, say you're one player, Uh you get your two trucks at the starting line. Uh Your truck goes, the other truck just sits there. He doesn't even move, which at first sounds kind of fun because you can always win your race. But then there's actually, there's also no collision detection in the game. So you drive through mountains, oh, no. under bridges, through buildings oh, with, with, without getting touched. And then someone discovered if you put your truck in reverse, it actually, the game is not constructed to slow the truck down at any point. So you actually leave the game board and (gasps) you see the entire this this one little town that they built to have this race in disappear into the distance and your speedometer keeps going (laughs) until you literally are going the speed of light.
1: So that, And it wasn't on
0: purpose, it was just because they didn't finish the game. They just
1: forgot to code. Or they didn't care. The the coding just was crap.
0: It's also uh, very famous for uh, when you do make a lap around the track and you get back to the finish line or the starting line where this other truck has not even moved an inch, you win the game and then they, they throw up a a sign that says, you're winner.
1: This is so bad. But
0: it's actually kind of a fun example.
1: But yeah, it's like, we are going at the speed of light. Backwards
0: in a big rig truck. Truck. Yeah.
1: That is literally what those little uh, ping pings are doing.
0: The town is the magnetic field that they escaped.
1: Exactly, it's the supernova.
0: It's... Bam. Um, But then this Fermi guy... Uh, now, this is where I really do tie it into pop culture. I love this. Because there is a way we can sort of trace them that I found anyway.
1: Yeah, I think I found it too. Tell me, Evan.
0: does the word gamma mean anything to you?
1: Like a gamma ray?
0: Like a gamma ray. Pew, pew, pew. So the Fermi Gamma Ray Space Telescope. Yes. It observed two supernova bam, remnants... Um, and as they carry electric charge, uh, their direction changes through the magnetic field. We can't trace them. We already know that. Yeah. Um, the interaction of high energy particles, light matter. Okay. So, because gamma is actually the most powerful form of light, we can trace it.
1: Yeah. because gamma rays go in a straight line. Yes, Because we can, we, uh, it's kind of, I thought about it, like, it was kind of like every time the, um... The supernova, mm-hmm. no, every time the uh, nucleus uh-huh. the the little atomic nuclei, yeah. bounces mm-hmm. off of the remnant mm-hmm. it makes a little like flash of light, yes, it like reacts with the remnant cloud mm-hmm. with the magnetic field slash you know, uh, charged gases mm-hmm. that are in the remnant so and then this gamma ray mm-hmm. shoots out mm-hmm. in a straight line to earth to and gets completely
0: earth. clear of the magnetic field. It's yeah. like it's like throwing a. Um, a bouncy ball against a window and then throwing a bowling ball against the window. The window's not stopping the bowling balls. So these gamma rays are like these big bowling balls. They're just like, fuck oh, you, magnetic yeah. field. <laughs> and they just crash through it easily. Right, And then find their way to Earth and we're able to track them using yeah. this Fermi Gamma Ray Space Telescope.
1: Gamma Ray Space Telescope. Now
0: where, Emily, yeah. in pop culture are gamma rays important? What famous gamma fictional character rays. wouldn't even exist without okay. gamma rays? Doctor Who? No. Let me try Think again. Think bigger and angrier.
1: Is that the Hulk?
0: The Hulk.
1: I had that was a really good guess. <laughs> that
0: was and it was exactly right. I was
1: thinking it had to be comic book related. Mm-hmm. Like when you said it wouldn't exist. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: well, it, Marvel Comics was always the one that sort of took a more scientific approach to things. Um, possibly. Possibly.
1: Not. I mean, you know, radioactive spiders. It happens.
0: Not verifiable science. Are you
1: impressed that I knew that Spider-Man was DC? No. What?
0: Spider-Man's Marvel.
1: Click 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 click.
0: That's why Mar. That's why they got him in Civil Please War. Please come back. And What?
1: I just thought Spider-Man was a DC comic. No, 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 no. no, Wait, where's Superman?
0: DC. What? Superman, Batman, Flash, Justice League, Wonder Woman, all DC. All DC. Marvel is the X-Men, the Avengers. Marvel is
1: all the weirdos.
0: Yes, because they-
1: DC, normal superheroes. I mean- Marvel weird.
0: Normal in the case that you know they invented the superhero genre with Superman.
1: I can't do this. They anymore.
0: invented the modern superhero genre.
1: Okay, but so you know anywho, what? we're
0: all learning something.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we but got the story the
0: Hulk- of the Hulk is that uh, Doctor Banner Bruce. was Bruce was experimenting with gamma radiation. Oh no! And uh, they were gonna explode this bomb to see if they could weaponize it, and he noticed there was a kid in the sort of field of destruction of the bomb. And so, because he's a a heroic man sacrificing himself, he ran out there and saved the kid, but got caught in the gamma waves when the bomb went off. And, uh, yeah, after that, every time he got mad, he turned into the Hulk.
1: Man! Well, I don't know that gamma rays could actually do that,
0: but let's find out. I have a gun with some gamma rays in it.
1: <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Let's <laughs> do pew, pew. it. Rawr. I, I just read from uh, Stefan Funk, which mm. I love. I love that, that name. name. Um, he's an astrophysicist with the Cavil. He ca- should be
0: a bassist in an underground. Hey
1: y'all, this <laughs> is Stefan Funk.
0: I'm the bow, bassist bow,
1: tonight bow, bow, with Supernova.
0: Bam, <laughs> bam.
1: But he's an <laughs> astrophysicist with the Kavli Institute for Particle Astrophysics Astrophysics and mm. Cosmology at Stanford University. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But he said that the discovery of the gamma rays is the smoking gun that the supernova remnants Bow. are producing accelerated protons.
0: Very so cool. So now
1: we can work to better understand how they manage this feat and determine if the process is common to all remnants where we see gamma ray emission. So, I mean, because they, they just studied those two right. cloudy dudes. So it was like, is this just these two clouds? Doubt it, but we can do some more experiments to and see. And it's really
0: cool because I think it's something that just like everything else started off as relatively theoretical. Yeah, like maybe through, these
1: are from supernovas.
0: Yeah, and through research and through through hard work and through people named funk they uh discovered that yeah they they think these things actually exist and again it's one of those things it's it's an awkward time to be alive because we've made so many scientific advancements
1: oh people were saying it's an awkward time to be alive all the time that's think true think about like the industrial revolution people being like oh my gosh we don't have jobs like people aren't knitting at home we could just make Coats in a factory. I'm confused. I don't understand.
0: The industrial took a And
1: I now I know my year old is working in a sweatshop. <laughs> what do I do? Um.
0: Proud yeah. Mary, keep on rolling. Um. But it's 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 always cool to see this kind of stuff come up, to see yeah. these ideas and things come up. And cosmic rays are so much more interesting than I thought they were when I started looking into Me them. Me too. I was the problem be- is we're never gonna in our lifetime. We are building the building blocks for future generations to answer we these questions. We are
1: sowing the winter wheat, yeah, which others will reap. Yeah. That is a quote.
0: We're not going to eat. They are.
1: From Elizabeth Cady Stanton? I don't know. I think that's her name. Um, but yeah, she's a- Was she a poet? Uh, no, she was a suffragist. A oh. woman suffragist. Hmm. Um, but- Yeah, we like right now. We're like planting the seeds of knowledge that other people will freaking harvest. Yeah, and enjoy. And I just
0: wonder how many generations it's going to be before some of the questions that we've come up with get answered. How many generations is it going to be before we get to know where black holes go?
1: I read something, just like I was thinking about this about these these. So these charged nuclei, these Mm -hmm. atomic nuclei, are like bombarding the Earth. In other words, all the time. Yeah. All the time, but the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and the magnetic field that Earth has Mm -hmm. is protecting us from the biggest, like the the hardest, harshest of these particles, like the heavy, lethal radiation, you know, that these particles have. But I read that even like the, the tiny... The tiny ones that mm-hmm. are that are coming in, like we're like I'm getting bombarded right, right now. now. Mm-hmm. Like I was, like something the size of a human head. I think gets one of these per second. Mm-hmm. Is that the the stat that you read? I didn't uh, write I just it ha- down. I just
0: have a note that it passes through our bodies.
1: Yeah, but- I think it's like often. Yes, like more often than I. Or anyone I think else was aware of.
0: Oh, absolutely. Probably
1: the astrophysicist like, yeah, this is old hat. But I was just like, huh.
0: And based on the whole altitude thing, every time you were in a plane, this is something I did <gasps> see. It's like airline crews are constantly bombarded with the heaviest amounts of oh cosmic rays gosh. at all times.
1: That's oh, that's amazing.
0: Because they get worse in the altitude, the higher the the higher you go in the altitude.
1: Uh, Our friend Victor up in the balloon.
0: Yes, and the thing is with
1: his toy truck. uh,
0: The thing is, they're not uh, obviously at this point enough to hurt us, right? But just think about the fact that cosmic radiation. We always think about you know one of the scariest movies that came out in the eighties at the height of the nuclear scare was uh, the day after tomorrow or something like that. I.
1: the day after tomorrow? Not, I the, watched, not the
0: environmental and it was one. Ridiculous. I can't remember the name of it. It was a Jason Robarts movie about a nuclear winter, basically. Ooh. What would happen if we did have a nuclear war? And so you think about radiation, that's what always springs to mind. Yeah. The mutations, Chernobyl. if you survive. Chernobyl, you think Chernobyl and all that Chernobyl other when you stuff. Think
1: radiation. Yeah. You think Hiroshima.
0: Hiroshima, Nagasaki. Is it
1: Hiroshima? I don't know. Probably not. I'm is. just being
0: contrarian.
1: I like it. Nagasaki. We I don't it. We can like all agree it. on that.
0: Soki. you're done um, but then and that is obviously worst case scenario yeah but just to think that we are constantly bombarded by these things all the time not enough to hurt us yeah maybe that's the reason for meal pattern baldness
1: that's probably the reason for it I think so I think we need to get some studies going on
0: well, I would be I'd be willing to submit myself to science for that
1: I am going to just state two different kinds of cosmic rays that I found.
0: Yes, please do. I'm going to
1: list these like I'm reading them from my notes, which Great. I am. So, galactic cosmic rays. Yes. They come from outside our solar system. Okay. But generally, from within the Milky Way galaxy. Right. There which
0: be- I I get I hate to say it because it's going right. to make me sound so layman's, but I get confused by that a lot. I think Milky Way yeah. galaxy, I think solar system, but our solar yeah. system is a it's solar system within the Milky Way, the Milky galaxy. way galaxy. Yeah, right. it's
1: weird. Yeah, like, I mean, conceptualizing, right? Right. It's so impossible to conceptualize size like this. It's kind of like when you were telling me it goes from like the smallest size to a baseball mm-hmm. was the largest it ever went. I was like, mm-hmm. well, oh my gosh, small. <laughs> um, big bang. Hashtag re re-listen to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got our solar, like, planet Earth inside mm-hmm. the solar system, which has all of our planets. And mm-hmm. then that is, like, a little dot inside the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way, way galaxy. galaxy, right. Because, like, that's why at night sometimes you can see, like, shoo, and you're like, oh, it's the Milky Way. But, like, that's really just, like, an arm of our galaxy that we're just like, oh, look, I see it. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, that's kind of generally where... Uh, scientists think these galactic cosmic rays come from within Mm -hmm. our galaxy um the gcrs or the galactic cosmic rays are atomic nuclei from which all of the surrounding electrons have been stripped away Ooh. during their high-speed passage through the galaxy. I just get this
0: imagine. I just get this image of one ball hurtling <laughs> through the galaxy and three smaller balls like holding on, like
1: ah, dear and life. One
0: by one, just pew,
1: pew, they're pew, just going so pew. fast. you are just like whir, whir, the, like, the we're last gone. little we're ball
0: has, like got one finger still. Exactly. on Exactly, it. it's
1: like I want to make you negatively charged, so I'm gonna hang out with you. <laughs> uh, you're gonna then, have phew. to lower the sound on that because I'm sure I just That's yelled. Okay. Yelled that, but yeah, they have been. It, this is amazing. They have probably been accelerated within the f- the last few million years, mm-hmm. and have traveled many times across the galaxy, trapped by the galactic magnetic field. Can
0: you imagine if one of these things were an intelligent being, and we could just trap it in something, just like go,
1: catch it and hey, be like, tell me everything. Yeah.
0: And then it would go, uh, well, the universe is such and such old. Most of your science is pretty accurate. And then he'd take a cow and then he'd anally probe somebody. And then <laughs> But uh yeah, it would be amazing to know that's it's 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 always amazing to see like an old worn down house or a tree that's been around for a hundred and fifty years. Yeah. To sit there and go, like, what amazing things must have happened around you that yeah. I'll never know about. Yeah. And these particles
1: They've Um, seen it all. They've seen
0: everything. They're so passe about the universe. Like whatever. Been
1: there. I speed around this thing. Black
0: holes. I've been in fifty black holes in the last week. It's It's no big deal.
1: Now I like. I had somehow thought that cosmic rays had something to do with like solar flares or like the sun.
0: No, I didn't come across that. And this
1: this next kind of like particle Mm -hmm. kind of might have been why my brain did that but solar energetic particles okay also there are seps are a kind of cosmic ray okay um but they are associated with solar flares and other solar events and they move away from the sun okay due to like plasma heating or solar flares or whatever but basically they're just like The sun solar flares, some like particles mush off the sun and they head toward Earth. They're just like going really fast as well. Yeah. But they're not like from thousands of millions of light years away. That's very cool and so, they they hang out with us too. So there
0: there is there more particle matter in those that we can actually see and research because they haven't traveled know. as far.
1: This one it says that the they the flares frequently inject large amounts of energetic nuclei into space and the composition varies from flare to flare.
0: Interesting. Um
1: so yeah, basically um yeah, so we can figure out and understand more about solar flares yeah. and why they happen by looking at those particles. That's amazing. Um and they have real relatively low cosmic radiation in them just because they're not from, you know, they haven't been bouncing around a a remnant getting radiation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of are like, from the sun, head to earth, we suck it up and we're just like, oh, you're not moving. I mean, you're moving kind of fast, but you're not moving as fast as right. these other fools.
0: That's very cool because he hasn't had as far to go.
1: Yeah. It hasn't been bouncing around as much.
0: Well, that's awesome. Um,
1: obviously
0: obviously now there is a way that we have been able to study these things to an extent you know we got that international space station on which we we have what's called the alpha magnetic spectrometer or ams Um, and it can measure cosmic rays velocity trajectory radiation mass energy matter and or antimatter, if it contains any.
1: Oh, tell me all about this. Well, it
0: measures 50 million particles per day. Oh! Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if we're getting bombarded with, like, a fragment of these particles a second, I mean...
0: You can easily capture 50 million of them.
1: I was thinking during the beginning of my research, I was like, oh, like, these happen every now and then. No, they're, like, constantly always happening. all the time. All the time.
0: If we could... Like dye them a color, like dye them the color. The whole blow. world would just be like purple. <laughs> it would just be,
1: yeah, like it's happening everywhere.
0: It's like we're swimming in them.
1: Oh, who did that? Oh, I don't know. That
0: was it's me. It's not me. I don't think
1: it was totally, totally my computer <gasps> getting a text.
0: Well, and the cool thing about this too is, uh, what I found, uh, studying these things, it would help us understand things like antimatter, dark matter. And if we can figure it out and figure out how to resist it at its worst points, and that's me that's getting a text on my phone. If we can find out how to protect ourselves against it, studying the, the particles we, we do study using the AMS, we can determine how to protect ourselves from them while we travel through space.
1: I didn't even think about that.
0: Meaning, space yeah. Travel, space you're travel, you're getting like bombarded
1: doses. Bombarded. Yeah. of that radiation. Not that it's
0: so lethal that, that, that I mean, obviously we send people well, up there, yeah. but I think the further we go, the more dangerous it's gonna be.
1: I never even thought about the repercussions for space travel. Yeah. Wow. The
0: Enterprise I... must have a shit ton of these cosmic ray filters on there somewhere.
1: Yeah. Your cat is definitely close to your keyboard, and I'm not sure if it, it hits something, if it'll make everything explode.
0: Uh, he's, he's actually pretty good about dodging the important stuff. Oh, that's
1: good. So it's like, yeah, it's not like my cats growing up. That every time I was like working on an important project, they'd be like, "I'm gonna eat your pencil now and make you make this line all he's over." He's pretty your page. docile. Champ is a white cat. Uh, has is he a. He's licking me. He's licking Evan right now. He, he has loves me. kind of a like r- a round face, a Like bit. a round, cute face. Isn't he adorable? pointy ears, um, like big eyes like his no it's not like a like a tabby cat where like the nose comes out it's like kind of a flatter face which is super cute and just like pristine white cat isn't he adorable? Champ is the, the best. Post a picture of Champ. I will. Done.
0: Uh so, I think that's about all we can say about Cosmic Rays, unless, that's all I can say about Cosmic Rays, unless you've got more stuff. Well,
1: I can tell you about Cosmic Rays. Let's do it, can then. Cosmic Rays tie into string theory, Evan.
0: Oh, I can yeah. tell you about Cosmic Rays. There are a bunch of guys sitting around a space Cosmic convention. Sugar Rays
1: every morning. Um,
0: Georgia. Georgia. Are you
1: talking about, oh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. I was thinking, I was like, <coughs> Sugar, who, who's uh, Sugar Ray's
0: Su- right. He was yeah, a boxer. Sugar, Sugar. Sugar Ray Leonard. No,
1: I'm talking about Sugar Ray the band.
0: Oh. Come
1: on. I'd rather
0: talk about Sugar Ray Leonard. I'd also rather talk about Cosmic Strings, okay. if you have oh, anything fine. else left okay. to say about Cosmic, Cosmic Rays.
1: Cosmic Rays and String Theory. I'm going to make it happen. Oh, great.
0: Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to the Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on the Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the bearded ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something, like, about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for we were on a stint of Matlock for a while. It was funny to me. The, hey, I mean, I enjoyed it, eh? <laughs> Yeah, that's not how you sell anything. Come on anything. over listen to the Bearded One podcast, I guess. I yeah, mean, I, I like it.
1: I'd be a shit salesman.
0: <laughs> um, Come buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. You, yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> you know yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded Ones. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded Ones comedy podcast on the Bearded Pods network. I knew that. I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to the Lucky 10,000. You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network,
1: you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bassman. We cover all sorts of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests, and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but... Teddy and the basement Cosmic rays could offer evidence of the validity of string theory, How? Evan. Let me tell you. Well, scientists are unlikely to see some, like, ridiculous events in laboratories because we don't have particle accelerators that can accelerate particles Fast enough. Right. We are just not that technologically no. advanced. But guess what? What? Nature has given us a particle accelerator, which is cosmic rays. You're
0: fucking kidding me. I
1: am not kidding you. So basically, they hope to observe these, like, the as the rays come in, that they can see, like, if two rays mash together, mm-hmm. if they can isolate those and watch it happen and see if we could possibly get string theory from it.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah, because um, uh, okay, but, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, historically mm-hmm. in like the 1930s Paul Dirac predicted the existence of antimatter back mm-hmm. in the 30s. He didn't have ex- particle accelerators that could reach that energy level. Look so the him. evidence of the existence of antimatter came from cosmic rays.
0: I, I did not know that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they-, they But that and, makes
0: sense why the magnomic, magnetic spectrometer yeah. would be able to locate and, and confirm antimatter.
1: Right. Because they're probably just like, oh, look, this cosmic ray and this cosmic ray. Psh. Did we just witness that explode? Yes, we did. Yes, yes we did. Awesome. But yeah, the uh the- particles move through the cosmic micron background radiation that we all know and love, CMBR. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, there are these... i oh, sorry, I'm just, like, reading through my notes. It's okay. Please cut all these things. There's something called... I didn't have a lot about this, but they're mesons. Hmm. Or they're specifically called pi-mesons or pions. And the energy... So, basically, as the particle moves through our atmosphere, Mm -hmm. it creates this pion. And the energy to create the pion has to come from somewhere because of the conservation of energy. Mm -hmm. So, the cosmic ray loses some energy because it has to, like, create this pion. I think that this is another thing. It's kind of like the graviton. It's like, does not really, does not happen?
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: People out there send emails, tell me like pions exist. Whatever.
0: Yeah, seriously. Again, we always put this caveat out there. If you know a little bit more about this than we do,
1: we'll fix it. (laughs) We'll 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 edit it into the next episode. We'll
0: give you props for for proving us wrong. So many props. And if I know the internet, people are hungering. They're ready to to tell me that
1: I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, But basically, these two Soviets are like, well, okay, if there is a if energy is released to create this pion, mm-hmm. energy has to come from somewhere. So, but, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, my brain is so frazzled. So basically, a particle comes in, yes. creates a pion. Yes. And so, so our friend Georgi Zatsepin and mm. Vadim Kuzman. That's a spin. I can't. They're Soviet physicists in the 60s. They, these two are... Te- <laughs> Z and K. Watch
0: this spin. Now that's a spin.
1: But they get, they have this idea that there must be a threshold for how much energy, like how fast these atomic nuclei must be traveling. There's a Mm -hmm. threshold for how much energy they have. But sometimes, sometimes we get particles that have more than that threshold. Ooh. That there's more energy there. And they're like, how could these how could this have more energy? Yeah. than like something else coming at the speed of light. How does this have more energy? And they think that it could be it has more energy because it comes from another galaxy Ooh. or possibly another universe. Well, that would make
0: sense because it's had more time
1: to, to bounce around. To bounce
0: around. And then break free of its magnetic field. Right, heel. so it
1: can, like, do a thing, have even more energy, yeah. still make this pion on mison thing, yeah. still, like, give off a little energy, but by when it reaches us, it has more energy than they that. They
0: should change that name, though. It just sounds like something you'd see on an, an on a Chinese food restaurant's menu. Well,
1: maybe it's meson, and it sounds like uh, something you'd find in a Mexican restaurant food. That's well, true. Um... Either way, they're delicious. I,
0: I bet they taste fantastic. I mean, we're tasting them all the time.
1: So anyway, what I'm getting to, brass tacks that not only are we able to look at cosmic rays, run into each other, and be like, ooh, where does that energy go? Yeah. Could this mean that that it goes into those little curled up universes that we talked about a million years ooh. ago? Or possibly this like, oh, we found a particle with so much extra energy. Can we through the elements that are in it, figure out where it came from. That's amazing. Or is there a gamma ray out there that That, told us where it might have come from? And then it
0: took a cow and gave somebody an anal probe. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Anywho, tell me about cosmic strings, Evan. Well, I can can sort of kind of connect them to string theory in a way.
0: Uh, The research I did all circled around this guy named Ed Copeland.
1: Ooh, who, like uh, Aaron Copeland?
0: Oh, you sure? <noise> <reporters>
1: <Who's-> <dysfunctionphant> I have no idea <reminis Vatican> what you're
0: talking about right now.
1: Aaron Copeland, and it's C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D. Okay. Copeland. Aaron, dude. He is a modern composer. Oh. Who, do you know that Uh, Beef It's What's For Dinner? Yes. That is called, I think it's Rode- just Rodeo. Um, and it is a piece of modern contemporary music. Well, modern, not contemporary, piece of modern music mm-hmm. that like Martha Graham would dance to. And you
0: he know wrote who that? Martha
1: Graham is. No. Evan, <laughs> Martha Graham is a modern dancer. Did she, she like, ever created... wear spandex
0: and fly around the city defending it from evil?
1: She did not. Oh, because they're not comic book yeah, people, so you know. wouldn't know them. <laughs> no, Martha Graham. She like basically everyone was like, This is ballet and this is how dancers' okay. bodies should move. And she was just like, uh, what if we have like flexed feet instead of pointed feet? Ooh. And what if we like do different things with our bodies that like is not traditional she ballet, ballet, dancers, ballet she's like, oh, the way what?
0: Einstein changed astrophysics.
1: Darn tootin'. But anyway, Aaron Copeland made me think of that.
0: Very cool. Well, his name is Ed Copeland, uh, and he worked with a guy named Tom Kibble. Very cute last name. I went to a guy named Kip Tribble. Also oh, a very cute name. Kip Tribble. Um, And the Tom Kibble came up with the idea of cosmic strings related to the Higgs field. Um, is
1: this like the Higgs boson? Yes. Solid.
0: It, and it's a, it's a topological defect. It may have formed in the early universe. The thickness of, the, of these cosmic strings, and these aren't the strings that are string theory. These are the strings that are, that are cosmic strings, and Ooh, they think they're different.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, so these aren't the same strings that live inside quarks. No. Perfect. These are not. I'm ready. Uh,
0: these, I think, were produced what they think. By the origins of the universe uh. and stretch throughout the universe. Their thickness is smaller than a proton, Shoot. but their mass, a, a kilometer long cosmic string and this is all theological by the way we have not proven the physical existence is of it these.
1: theological or is it theoretical Theoretical. because i like it to be <laughs> theological like i like opened yeah. like a, a bible <laughs> yeah. and it was like and therefore the strings are there and pastors are like the strings what i should talk to my congregation about strings today maybe, but we'll just have a very theological maybe it is
0: theological it. maybe it's just god's knitting
1: exactly um, she was just really bored, and the yeah. and it just rolled out.
0: So this, yeah, this is uh, theoretical, obviously. But uh, if you had one of these strings,
1: that was interesting because I made God a woman. Yeah. But I also inadvertently made it sound like the only way that there would be knitting that God does oh. is if God oh were a God. woman. Oh my God! You
0: were you were a women's lib. And keeping us, keeping them and down, keeping
1: us in the stereotype. Oh yeah, my God.
0: you come a long God way,
1: baby.
0: Now get back in the is, kitchen.
1: Is non-gendered. <laughs> well, they were doing their knitting, and it uh, the I, and the yarn rolled around. Quick
0: religious sidebar. You want to hear something interesting about the Book of Genesis? Exodus. Th- no Genesis. Tell me everything. The theory of the Book of Genesis. Yeah. Because if you read the Bible, when Adam and Eve are kicked out of the Garden of Eden,
1: Adam and Steve. Right. Okay.
0: It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It is. That proves everything. Go ahead. There are already other people on the planet. This is true. So I watched a very interesting National Geographic documentary a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. and this would be exciting for you because, according to the Book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. the origin of all evil is women,
1: because.
0: The rib was taken from Adam, created as Eve. Eve was the one that told Eve Adam the, he Eve should take a bite of the bath. Yeah. So mm-hmm. women are are the original sin. Obvious. Unless that, that story was never meant to be at the beginning of the Bible to begin with. <gasps> that there are people out there who theorize... That that story was moved to the beginning of the Bible to put original sin <gasps> on women.
1: Probably. Because
0: men want to just be like, hey, we we need a reason to hate these people. Yeah. Ooh, they created sin.
1: Well, that's what happens.
0: But then if you think about Trying it, why are there other down. people on the earth when they leave? And yeah, that's-
1: God, God effed up. God I think it's
0: like, all bullshit, huh? but it's an interesting uh, theological it is, discussion. It is very but interesting. But an interesting theoretical oh. discussion okay, tell is me the everything. fact that if you take one of these strings, okay, the thickness is smaller than a proton.
1: Crap.
0: They think though, if you had one that's a kilometer, kilometer, a kilometer long, mm-hmm. that kilometer long string has the mass of our planet Earth.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they, these are heavy. Are they weighing down like the blanket of space time?
0: That I did. I don't know.
1: I mean, they must be in some way.
0: They have a gravitational uh, reaction... Um, They believe they were formed 10 to the negative 35 seconds after the Big Bang. I love that. And when things go through the phase transitions, as they say, and phase Mm -hmm. transitions, pretty self-evident, as the universe is changing, they believe that these strings actually get trapped. And they're massive strings, and they start flopping around. They get close to or half the speed of light, and then start running into each other.
1: Holy Moses. Now, the
0: example that was used in the information I saw... Mm -hmm was uh our, our our friend Ed Copeland was talking yes. about how if you take shoe strings and bang them into each other, yes. they still retain their shape, they don't go through each other yeah the ac- but these are fine. strings they cross each other and then they break, and that's when they start radiating gravitational waves and then they form loops
1: <gasps> loops
0: yes, and the energy uh, there's something they call the stable scaling solution Ooh. and that's the that's when the energy stored is a fraction of the total energy so they actually sort of slow down once all this stuff oh. starts to happen until they get to the goldilocks point which is the when the <gasps> amount hot, of energy bold. is just right mm-hmm. So, they think that these strings, the theoretical observation of these strings, is that these might have provided the seeds from which the structures of every structure of the universe started to form. Oh and my they thought my gosh. that they were all connected to background radiation, but here's what happened Okay. in the early 80s. Mm hmm. This is when this whole thing was purported. And then they were able, like we said a couple of podcasts ago, mm-hmm. they got the cosmic radiation from the, yes,
1: the, the, the thing where you could sound,
0: you could hear it, the electromagnetic, yes, whatever. not
1: pigeons. Right. It's the radiation. And they
0: tried to apply the theory of cosmic strings to it and it didn't work. <gasps> didn't stick. They were hoping that they would have been the cause of this radiation. Man. So this is where we sort of get the connection, possibly, to string theory. Bringing back a friend from earlier in the podcast, Mr. Ed Witten. Ed hey, Witten. I'm Ed Witten.
1: Oh, I love you, Ed. He
0: proposed super string theory. So back in the 90s, yes. in the early 90s. The M theory. The M theory stuff, the string theory that stuff. Was but all he Ed was Witten. all of a sudden, cosmic strings became in vogue again because mm-hmm. this guy, Ed Copeland, didn't want to give up. Okay, and basically, what happened was uh, they called it the second string revolution, where they think that maybe these cosmic the superstrings are sort of the string theory connect to the string theory yeah. uh, 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 that that Ed Witten proposed. Yeah, they still think that if cosmic strings exist, they are not the same strings that we're talking about with string theory. Man. But they are in their own way sort of binding the universe together or at least created a lot of the structures that led to the modern universe as we see it. I
1: think that's awesome.
0: It's very cool. I didn't do nearly as much research on these as I did on cosmic rays. I mean, I literally
1: did no research because I like ran across like cosmic strings. I was like, what are cosmic strings? And again, a Wikipedia article showed up and I was like, I don't understand that. But
0: they can be as long as the universe.
1: Oh my gosh. So it weighs as much as our planet. A kilometer
0: of it- A kilometer of it has the mass mass of Earth. of
1: our Earth. It is as long as the universe? Can be, yeah. And it's as thin as a proton.
0: Smaller than a proton.
1: Jeez Louise. Like, these things can't, like, don't make sense. No, I can't. There are things that human brains- are just not evolved enough to understand. But then if you think
0: about it, it's like when we were talking about the Big Bang and we got the equation that led us to figure out mass. Yeah. Mass is just how sort of everything's bound together and solid. Right. So if everything started, like you said earlier, to a molecule that was millions and millions of times smaller than a baseball, and within less than a second that grew to a baseball, and that was the largest transition it ever had, even going from baseball to this universe... But that's a ton of information and particles and everything and that tiny little thing that eventually sort of created unto themselves and gained mass of their own. So why couldn't a cosmic string just over a mile long have the mass of our planet?
1: It's it's so good. It's amazing.
0: And why couldn't it's so dense. roll over on his back and look all cute?
1: He can and he does. And he's this is why we got more things done when your cat was (laughs) scared of me.
0: That is true. You know Um, what I'm scared of? Learning. Actually, no, I'm not scared of that at all. Evan,
1: we just like nailed cosmic rays.
0: Oh yeah. There's nothing else you need to know about it.
1: And a little bit of cosmic strings.
0: And a little bit. A little bit.
1: Yeah, hopefully this like piques everybody's interest. Yeah. They go do a little research of their own, watch a little Ted talk.
0: What I oh my God. If This, or any of our episodes, have sort of sparked an interest in you in this kind of stuff, and you have gone on to learn more about it, please, please, please email us.
1: We would love to hear from you if you're just like, ooh, I love astrophysics now. There
0: hasn't been an episode of this podcast yet that I haven't learned something.
1: It's true. My brain is getting bigger, and soon I will be able to conceptualize all of the universe.
0: Can you imagine what would happen if you knew everything
1: yeah, and that's that's my life every Say, day. According
0: to the, the to the film Lucy, you turn into a thumb drive that for some reason every computer in the world can read.
1: I didn't want to confess this on air, but I am a thumb drive. Oh. Wow. Spoiler alert, this whole time you've been talking to yourself, but I am a thumb drive.
0: That wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: Yes. Because it would.
0: now that we got a little bit into string theory, there could be a reality where <laughs> I'm actually I'm not drive. talking to you that I am insane. And that I'm talking to a physical object sitting on a table in front of me.
1: In, and that is absolutely another, like that's absolutely another reality for you.
0: Oh, it has to be. Like
1: there's another reality when we are both thumb drives yes. and we are both talking to <laughs> each other. Somehow we're
0: talking to each other.
1: Because thumb drives can communicate that way. Hey,
0: one of these days we should get around to artificial intelligence.
1: Oh, Not that, in astrophysics. Should but. that be, I guess artificial intelligence can't fit into astrophysics no not really sorry y'all but next week we're gonna do dark matter
0: yes and originally we were gonna talk about aliens but we realized that this stuff especially since the cosmic rays uh, help us learn about the existence of dark matter we figured yeah why not it's let's still figure all connected out what
1: this jam is. you because can see
0: how haphazardly we put all this together when every week we're like we were gonna talk about so we, and so we just, next like, week
1: break it down we just chat and figure yeah. out what we want to do. so yeah i would say dark matter if we want to get into like antimatter, absolutely. or absolutely like you know we'll it,
0: shove all matter into any, one podcast episode
1: anything that we come across with dark matter that is intriguing let's bring mm-hmm. it to the to the table
0: let's do it, and you know what would be very intriguing is if you left us a five star review on Twitter iTunes. We would read it on the air. We will. We if you wanted to email us with anything we've gotten wrong or something that you've learned uh, past what we have told you. Although I don't think know how you would find anything because I'm pretty sure every episode we've done so far we covered it's everything extensive about and every subject like that we talked about. All accurate. Yeah, absolutely one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. We are not wrong.
1: We are astrophysicists. Yeah, but email us.
0: Yeah, um, I'm actually putting in an application to uh, to uh, be in charge of the Hayden Planetarium, because now I just kind of feel like, uh, Neil Tyson, he knows some stuff, but... Mm,
1: but we know more!
0: Yeah, absolutely. From watching him, somehow, I've learned more than he knows. Duh. And what you can do also for us is word of mouth. If you like this show, if you know other people that would like this show, then tell them about us. Uh, nothing. Helps a podcast like word of mouth, not to mention the other shows on our network, which I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode. The Bearded Ones. The Bearded Ones featuring myself and Jason Underwood.
1: Teddy in the Basement. Teddy in the
0: Basement featuring Trevor Furlong and Teddy, whose book. Her minder is now on its way to uh, re- the audible version that I read is on its way to retail. They say
1: if you want to hear more of Evan's voice, why get wouldn't you audio book?
0: Well, I've got several others, but this one actually helps everyone within the network except for you and Jason. I haven't figured out how it helps you guys yet.
1: It helps us because we can be friends with a famous person. That's
0: true. That's true. And if it really takes off, I mean, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't I get hurt a Cadillac. I don't know how that works.
1: You buy me a Cadillac with your book money.
0: You can get a cut of the book sales equal to the cut you get of this podcast. Perfect. I love it. So um that's what you can do for us. And uh, when it comes out, we'll be sure to let you know. It should be any day now, maybe even by the time you hear this podcast, because you're not gonna hear this for two more weeks.
1: Look at us. <laughs> we got part
0: two of time travel going up next bloop, week. Bloop, 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 bloop. So, I hope you have enjoyed this show. I hope you've learned something. And I hope you got lucky tonight. Bye! Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky
1: underscore 10k. And visit our podcast network site at beardedpodsnetwork.com.